0: Hey, everybody, it's Alexander Dahl with Manifest Vitality once again. Uh, So, I got another interview that's ready to go. Uh, So, we'll go ahead and just jump straight into that one. I don't got too much else at the moment. Uh, So, here you go. All right. All right. So, I'm currently on the phone with Ken. He's another one of the musicians that reached out about the interview series going on. So, I'm going to go ahead and give him the opportunity to introduce himself.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Ken Macy, and uh, I'm an independent musician that lives in Florida, and I've been playing. Music for around 15 years professionally, and pretty much ever since I was 13 years old, I've been playing music, and I uh, absolutely love it. Excellent.
0: Uh, so you mentioned there that you know you started playing music when you were 13, but how old were you when you first identified with music and it really struck to you? And what was it about music that you know really kind of attached to you?
1: I think it was just growing up listening to. The radio and different records and things like that. Um, when I was a kid, I actually started playing hockey and then I got out of it to play music. So um, as far as that goes, I, I think I was always just drawn to beats and rhythms and things like that that got me moving, uh, especially getting pumped up for hockey games. So um, kind of a funny story. I used to listen to Thunderstruck by ACDC to get pumped up, you know, in the warm up before the hockey game. And then I would go out and score like two or three goals. So I think at that point, I just sort of identified to the rhythms and the beats and the music. And then I stopped growing and kids got bigger than I did. So I was like, okay, um, I don't really want to get any more injuries or anything like that. So I started playing music around 13. And I I just fell in love with the process of playing and recording and um, just experimenting with sound. You know, just being a 13-year-old in his room with guitar amps and just making all sorts of noise. And uh, it ended up just turning into something I did professionally later on in life. And I've grown to love ever since. Sure.
0: So w- when you did start uh, actually learning an instrument, how long would you say it took you before you know you started learning to the time when you felt comfortable actually writing with the instrument?
1: I would say... Well, it was actually kind of interesting the way that process happened. Um, It was probably within five years, I would say. And within that five years, I did a lot of session gigs. So I played everything that I possibly could on guitar, whether it be 80s music, rock and roll, funk and reggae stuff. I just dove right into it. And I, I played with as many people as I could in different projects. And it wasn't until I was in an 80s band that I was uh, talking to a drummer that was in the band. And he said, do you ever write your own stuff? And I never did because I never tried it. So I just said, I always did session gigs because that's where I thought I would be. And just sparking that curiosity between the two of us, we started talking about our influences. Like he he loved the band, the band and, you know, more roots rock type of stuff. I was into blues rock type of things. And Eventually the band dissolved and we started, um, you know, just talking about different sounds and things. And I started working on writing after that, cause I figured, well, I don't have a band i in and I have all this time. So I figured why not give it a shot. And then from there, it just it was trial by fire. And I think it's, it's a good way to start, you know, just to write as many songs as you can, whether they're good or bad, it's okay. And it's, it's more about getting into the process of writing similar to practicing, you know, just playing and running over chords and things like that.
0: Sure. So would you say kind of one of the differences between just doing session work and then also writing your own stuff uh, is actually coming up with like the progressions and the arrangements uh, uniquely rather than kind of just filling into what to a template that may already be in front of you?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's important to start with things that you know, because it does give you the template to be able to write. So you can understand, you know, things like music theory and and see how it's all put together and how it all works. And I, and and that is important on the on the early part of it when you're learning cover songs. Going from there, that's when you start to develop your own sounds based on your likes, and then that morphs into like you were talking about the um the structure in your own um, way of doing things with writing, and then that's where you really start to experiment and find your sound. And I think that takes some time, but it's a fun process too, because with music, there's rules and there aren't rules as far as that goes with writing, but Mm -hmm. um, rules in the sense of like, you need to be on the key and you know that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. um, as far as what you're trying to create, there aren't any rules for that. So I think just by experimenting and trying and recording, That's really a good place to start, whether you have a riff down, like an idea on guitar, whether you have a melody that you can't get out of your head and record. Um, And all the people that I looked up to writing would approach it that same way, where they would just go in and have an idea and go, oh, I got to get that down. And they would record just a little snippet of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bruce Springsteen had a great quote that I had heard uh, over the years saying that you could always come back to a song, but you can't come back to life. And I thought that was, uh, you know, a very uh, poetic way of putting it. And it and it's true. You can record an idea and get it down and then come back to it. And I think that's a good starting point to writing songs.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so kind of in tandem with that question, you mentioned that while you were learning to play guitar, uh, you played pretty much anything you possibly could. How do you feel... Um, that sort of, uh, breadth of, uh, content that you use to learn guitar impacted the way that you make music now?
1: I think by trying different things, you figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And that's very important early on in the development part of it. I realized there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't good at. Um, particularly Dave Matthews and, um, classical guitar to to be precise Mm -hmm. i love i love classical guitar music but i just don't have the hands or the ear for it but that's where blues and uh country and uh kind of funk rock that type of genre fell in and that was the stuff that i would just repeatedly play like bands like the black robes and tom petty and um you know, CCR and 90s stuff. I love a bunch of 90s stuff too. But then I would fall into B.B. King, Aretha Franklin, you know, James Brown for funk, love that stuff, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. And I just tried it. And I just, I I didn't want to give myself any limits with that because then I wouldn't know what I would would or wouldn't be good at. And then just trial by fire and, and process of elimination, I figured out, okay, this is what I'm good at. This isn't what I'm, I'm not good at this. So let me go towards the stuff that I'm good at and that I sound good playing, but also that I enjoy playing. And I think that's another big component to it is that you you have to like what you're doing. And if you don't like what you're doing, it shows up pretty quick and people really will catch on to it quite quickly. So, um, so how do
0: you feel that, that, uh, that where you are now is uh, a good point to kind of, launch into the future you mentioned prior to um uh recording that you were supposed to be playing a show um that's a bit tricky these days uh do you kind of see yourself uh, wanting to get out there and do more solo shows or would you like to put together a full band lineup how do you envision uh, your band going forward
1: so i've been for the majority of my career i've been a solo acoustic act but i have put bands together based on um certain gigs or opportunities that come up so i put that together when it's appropriate to do so um i have been touring uh now in florida since i've been moved down here the, um, the last couple of weeks i did a i did a quick tour of. i should back up i did a quick tour of new england um where i was from where i grew up playing uh, I did that uh, back in July to um, support my new EP, Campfire Songs, which I had just released. Uh, so I did a tour up there and then I moved down here and then I've been kind of going from there. So, um so, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the, What was the, uh, the other part of that question? I, I lost my train of thought.
0: Uh, where where would you like to uh, be able to see yourself uh, get to, in, you know, five, ten years? Where, where would you like to see your career develop into?
1: Oh, OK. Um, I'd like to start, you know, opening for national acts, maybe going on more of a national level. Um, you know, do that sort of thing. You continue to better my craft as a songwriter. I, I love writing songs. Also, just being a better performer. And I think you know the biggest thing is being able to set up small attainable goals and then you know working your way outwards. and and that's that's a great thing for when you start playing too. Um, I had read an article about uh, Joe Satriani, who mentioned that when you start with shorter transitions of things, whether it be guitar parts or just any sort of goal setting, start there and then work your way out and it's, and it's it's a really good school of thought and especially for booking gigs too because given the climate that we're in right now um that's sort of how i'm looking at it short term um and then you know i hope long term it can morph into something bigger excellent um
0: so What are some uh, like really prominent memories that you have surrounding music, whether it be, you know, an inspirational show you went to or, you know, something that happened to you while you're playing a show? What what has happened to
1: you? (laughs) Um, I'll start with the first part of that question and then I'll go to the second part of the question. So as far as shows that I've seen. When I was young, like I said, I just got, I, I dove into records. I just loved listening to music. So when I started seeing live music, it really got to see how it's all done, how it's put together, how these people do it. And that's really inspiring for anybody on any level. It still is now. Like I, I still love watching videos and seeing people live now of, of just doing amazing things. And I think it started uh, probably in the, Late 90s, I would say. It was when I first started going to shows. And um, <laughs> there was one show in particular. It was the Black Crows and uh, it was Lenny Kravitz. They were sharing a bill. And the Black Crows were so good. I actually went with eight people. And this has never happened since. But we all looked at each other and said, Do you want to go do something else? Because we got our money's worth. it it was such a good show which is weird and we were all in agreement like yeah we could probably leave now but i said well let's stick around for kravitz if if he's not good we'll leave after a couple of songs and i'm so glad we stayed because Lenny came out and just tore it up so we went from like a, a rock and roll band to like a funk soul band and he just he just did such a great job but i but i thought like wow what a what a cool experience like to be able to go and get your money's worth from something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, it, so it was cool to see two two different acts do two different things, but still put on just an amazing result. And that's, that's something I just kind of carry over that. I just, um, I hadn't seen anything like that since. And I thought, wow, how cool is that, that these two different acts are on this bill and they, they just went out and just gave it everything they had. And it was, and I'm so glad we stayed. It was, it was a really cool experience for that. Um, and then from there, it was just a matter of just seeing other different acts that I would, that I would catch that I would just be inspired by, you know, as far as their sound and what they do. Um, Chris Isaac does some surf rock stuff. Always always liked his stuff and, and when i saw him live it gave me a whole new appreciation for that type of music and then i would go and see um you know a bunch of hard rock acts too um like when i was a kid i was into aussie and acdc that that floored me at that particular time and then you know years later i would see different country acts come and go that i would like to you know um I never got to see Chris Stapleton, but I've seen him on performances on videos and he's amazing. So I'm, so that's kind of the cool thing with live music and, and with, uh, just music in general and, and being able to appreciate music on that end mm-hmm. is that you can never gr- stop growing from that and you can never stop liking things. And that's the great thing. As time goes on, your taste changes and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you hold on to the things like, I still love the black rose from when I was a kid. Um, You know, so there's that whole thing. Um, And then to go to the second part of your question where you were talking about um, playing an influence. um, To me, it's it's going out there and just having people connect with you, you know, as far as the performing side of that. And that's that's the one thing that I never get sick of. And that's always fresh. It's always exciting. It's always new. And it's always great when you connect with people on a live setting. So every time I go out, I'm always um, thankful and thrilled that people connect to what I do. Um, Most recently, I was playing a show on the beach, um, at Bradentine Beach, Florida, uh, at Wicked Cantina. And I had somebody that came to see me because they had heard me, overheard me on the beach. They were going to go home. And they decided to come stay, have a drink and listen to me. And they were from Alaska, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's um, very cool. So we ended up just talking about it. And, um, you know, and I appreciated them for doing that. They could have easily gotten in their car and gone home. But something drew them to to come see me and to, you know, just give me their time. And I thought, like, what what, what a powerful thing music is. It's just a, I'm still flabbergasted by it. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty amazing thing that we all can connect with. And, and that's why I keep doing it. And that's why I love it so much is that I, without having that connection, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be talking to you now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be doing the things that I've done. I wouldn't have met a bunch of other great people that I wouldn't have met otherwise if it wasn't for music. And that's, I think that's why music is so important because I think it, it bridges that gap between the known and the unknown. And, you you just connect on a level that is far more cosmic and it it, it is a really incredible thing when it all happens It, it keeps everything going you know
0: definitely um on that note uh where where can people check you out what what's some of your social media out there where people can click on your links
1: sure um would you like the handles too or just the the names uh the handles of work any way people can find you. Sure. Um, so my handle is at Ken Macy music, K E N M A C Y M U S I C. It's all one word. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, my website. You can find a lot of my new EPs on there too. campfire songs. You can find that on my, my dot com website, which is Ken Macy com, And you can listen to all my um, new songs up on there too. And then I also have music available on Amazon, uh, Pandora, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. Excellent. And
0: I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So just a message that you kind of feel resonates with you. With me
1: or with people in general? Like, what do you mean? Like, as far as like, uh, um,
0: just something a general life lesson that you know you kind of feel strongly about doesn't have to necessarily be that. that. It could be something you know more on okay. the shallow aspect of things. It's completely up to you.
1: Honestly, if um, for just music and and things uh, in general, j- just play. You know, if you if you're an inspiring musician that wants to get out there and 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 start it, just do it. Just start playing. And the rest of it will come, and that's that's a lesson that I learned late, early, and then later on in my career. Which it's kind of weird because you don't you don't think you'd come back to that, but um, but it really did. It it does hold up and it holds true. I mean, just just play and play what you feel and what you love. I think that's the biggest thing is play what you feel and play what you love because everything else will literally fall into place.